0: Yes, indeed, it is time right now for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program today is sponsored by The Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro, by Poly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington. They'll get it done for you, and one call does it all. Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway, right there on East Montpelier Road. By these flowers and garden shop, flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, house plants, potting supplies, and more in Waitsfield. By Menards, family-owned True Value store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. And by Claussen's Florist, greenhouse and perennial farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. There's one near you. Go to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. By P&R Lumber, Route 15 in Walcott. They're open to serve you with great family-milled lumber for all your projects. Check out P&R Lumber on Facebook. By Guy's Farm and Yard with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. They're online at guysfarmandyard.com and And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. They sponsor the In the Garden podcast on WDEV. Dandelionacres.com is where you'll find them online. And in our lavishly appointed Studio B is where you'll find Peter Burke awaiting your telephone calls at 802-244-1777 here is Peter Burke, the star of In the Garden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, they
2: love you. Well, <laughs> well, Joe, look behind you. Look right behind oh, you. My <laughs> oh,
0: my word.
2: What do you see?
0: I see rhubarb. Yeah, oh, there you go. That, I heard Jack play that song earlier. That's right. Wow. <laughs> oh my!
2: Boy,
0: Isn't that beautiful <laughs> oh, stuff? They are gorgeous. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, you know... Um, I've decided this year to start c- cutting it earlier and those are, uh, those are probably not as long as the ones that, uh, I used to bring in that were more like 20 inch. These are more like 12 inch. Um, but they're, they're crisp and, uh, juicy and, and some people actually like to eat them, uh, the root, you know, the yep. stalk all by itself. I'm, I'm not one of those people, but my good friend Lucy, uh, she she when I bring it into her she nibbles on it grabs a salt shaker and 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 goes right to it so. Uh, these are basically just up. You know, they yeah. uh, last week they were only about six inches, and this week they're they're more like twelve. So,
0: well, well thank you so much. Uh, you're more than I welcome. I still have some frozen strawberries from last season, and they're, they're going in the pot along with these guys. You're
2: in, yeah, yeah. You're you're golden. <laughs> I think
0: someone else might have some rhubarb, oh. or or something growing. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not a weed. But if it is, Pete can help you too. <laughs> You're on the air in the garden. Hello.
1: Hi. Who's this? Is, uh, Brenda from Huntington. Hi, Brenda.
3: Hi. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Um, you know those, uh, you know, plants that you buy and they're in their little tiny, tiny containers, and you push them out, and you're going to put them in the ground. Sure. And the roots are all just tied up, and you know, just like mm-hmm. a root ball. Is it mm-hmm. worth um, kind of trying to stretch out the
1: roots a little bit?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah, you, you just loosen you just loosen them up a little bit. That's all. Once you you know once you sort of squeeze them in your your hands, you'll see they loosen up and stretch out. Um, the 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 starts those plant starts and some people call them sets. You know either way. Um, the one thing you don't want is something that looks like a it's like a packed root. You know, those things are are root bound and they'll tend to uh, uh, not give you as good a crop as if you get them uh, right now. And when you put them in, you loosen them up and they'll grow better. But um, either way, you plant what you got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, make sure you uh, uh, water them good when you first start out.
1: Absolutely.
2: And uh, if there are tomatoes, you can actually plant the whole plant um, and just leave like uh, three or four inches. You strip off all the the leaves, uh, the branches. I mean, strip off all the branches up to um, you know the top, and then and then just plant the the whole mm-hmm. thing. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, the Thanks for the call. Bye bye. Yep. Bye. That was a good start. There you go. Yes. Mm. So um, uh I'm going to talk about carrots today, but I guess I'm going to digress a little bit uh to the um, uh to rhubarb. Um, if you haven't grown rhubarb, of course it's I don't know when I calculate my uh, my fruits and my vegetables. Uh, I'm not sure whether to call rhubarb a fruit or a vegetable because most people sort of treat it like it's a fruit. And, uh, um, so, so rhubarb, you can expect to grow, uh, you can expect to harvest, of, oh, two or three pounds of, uh, no, I mean, uh, between two and six pounds. Of uh, of rhubarb stalks uh, from a single plant. Uh, I've got quite a few plants, and and we could harvest about between 24 and and actually almost double that, uh, almost 50, 48, 50 pounds. It's quite a bit of rhubarb, and we end up um, we end up. Uh, uh, giving a, a quite a bit of it away <laughs> when my kids were at home, my wife made this really wonderful fruit leather, and I know I've mentioned it before, but it it certainly is a wonderful way to to um, give the kids a a real healthy treat because it's both the the rhubarb and the strawberry, and and then we use um, one of the uh, uh, one of the Jello strawberry Jello, put that in, and we make a a, like a rhubarb apple, rhubarb, strawberry sauce, and pour that on on a, a dehydrator, on a sheet, you know. And then we make these, uh, strawberry rhubarb roll ups. Boy, and they're the really the wonderful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: I used to, make, well, I, I, I used to call my rhubarb strawberry concoction rhubarb, my, my rhubarb, uh, compost. <laughs> and my kids called it Dad's rhubarb compost. I said, no, no, no. It's no.
2: <laughs> not compost. No, it's not, not compost at all. <laughs> I anything like my compost, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, the first year you plant your rhubarb, you don't want to take any of the stalks. The second year, you can take maybe three or four stalks, and then after that, you basically can can harvest uh, for May and June. Um, in uh, when July begins, you want to you know make sure you've left uh, six good stalks on each plant, and just let that go for the the rest of the year um the 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 big leaves in the stalks will dry out and and fall over you can you can clean them up cut them up and put them in your compost pile and they make a, a good source of browns for your compost bin and um, they you know they're pretty tolerant uh you don't have to uh, do an awful lot of uh, fertilizing or they pretty much uh uh, sort of self-weed in that the leaves are so big and it's so shady underneath that very very little can grow. Um, you got a call?
0: I do believe we have Gene in Morrisville, if I push the correct button. There we go. <laughs> Hi, Gene. Hey, Hello.
2: What's
4: up? My question is um, my raised beds, yeah. uh, I they were only 10 inches high and I decided I wanted to uh, increase the height of them. So I added another six inches on this year. Okay. And I got uh, some compost to fill it up. Mm
2: mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Up to the, that six inches. <clears throat> now my question is, I didn't add anything to the compost and I'm wondering uh, if that's going to work all right or am I going to be in trouble or what would be your recommendation?
2: Well, I, there's always trade-offs. Um, the, the compost is actually, um, not terrific for sprouting seed, seeds. It's a little bit heavy. So you might want to add some vermiculite and peat moss to that, uh, to lighten it up a little bit, aerate it up some, uh, vermiculite, vermiculite and, and peat moss. And if you, and peat moss, and peat moss, both. And that okay. will, that will give you a better seed bed. Um, and, and even when you plant your sets now, don't get me wrong, the compost, you know, most plants absolutely love it, particularly your squashes and that kind of thing. But the, the uh, vermiculite and the peat moss will actually, um, uh, aerated a little bit and, and it is though it, even though it seems a little contrary, uh, the plant roots need air. So you want to sure. you want to lighten it up a little bit. The also the other thing that that uh, that will help with is that it will absorb the moisture. So let's say we have three or four days of rain, which happens every once in a while. You know, instead of it puddling and you know becoming soggy, the peat moss and the vermiculite will absorb that and and keep it nice, uh, keep it uh, uh, you know a nice right. Uh, medium right. So, so so those are the things right. I would add to that. Right now,
4: I've uh, the compost that I have is taking me right up to the top of that yeah. six inches. Uh-huh. So anything I add to it now, I'm just going to have to mix in. It's going to increase the uh, height yeah. a little bit.
2: Yeah,
4: is that going to be, Henry? I mean, <clears throat> how much am I going to have to add? I guess to the peat moss and uh,
2: well, you got you got six inches of compost um, uh, over the course of the. Um, Let's see, what would be the best way? Uh, Are you planting uh, seed starts or seed sets? Are you going to plant those? Oh, seed starts. Or just seeds. Just seeds, okay. So, what you could do um, is just simply uh, mix some uh, vermiculite in uh, the first inch or so, and that will lighten it up for the seeds. And then, and then the roots will go down into the compost. Okay.
4: That. Yeah, that sounds
2: yeah. So, like a good idea. Yep. And then uh, as you're doing your, your seed starts, uh, the you know, the different plants that you put in, those usually have a little vermiculite and peat moss in them. Right. That's a right. common growing, and it'll add to that um, over the course of, you know, your garden sure. and stuff. So what are you planting now? I haven't – I just got my raised beds yeah,
4: extended, and I've got the, the uh, compost in it, and yeah. I haven't got anything in the gar in it at all. Yeah, well, you must
2: be planting something. What are you planning to put in?
4: Oh, I plant, <laughs> uh, you know, the whole round of vegetables—lettuce and, yeah. and radishes yeah. and yeah. spinach yeah. and carrots and
2: oh, good, good,
4: good—and squash and corn. And,
2: oh man, you do it all. <laughs> do it all, and tomatoes. Oh, and tomatoes! Yes, yes. Was that your wife in the background? Yeah, yeah. She, she wanted to remind you about the tomatoes, huh? Yeah. So, what are you growing exactly. for tomatoes? You, you, I'm sorry. What are you growing for tomatoes? You like cherry tomatoes, or?
4: Well, I like a, a few cherry tomatoes, but you, usually the cherry tomatoes really just take take over everything. Yeah, you know,
2: they, <laughs> they do they? so well. Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, you don't need any. I only can put in a plant, you maybe a couple plants of cherry tomatoes, and the rest I'll go with, uh, you know, the ordinary
2: tomatoes. Yep. yep. good, good. Well, that's great. Yeah, I think if you add a little bit, that'll, that will uh, help to lighten up the soil a little bit. And then uh, so at the end of the year, it might be down an inch or two over the course of the, the growing season. And so right. that will give you the opportunity to put some um, – uh, peat moss and uh, uh, vermiculite right. in there. And so what
4: you, mm. would uh, you, the peat moss? Would would you recommend topsoil or peat moss um, would do the job?
2: Uh, I'd stay away from the topsoil and go for the peat moss and vermiculite. Okay, you know what you're making is a growing medium. Okay, right. This is this is sort of like when you go to the. Um, When you go to the garden center and the plants are in a cup, right, Right. that is a growing medium. There's really not much nutrient in that, and that's good for starting plants and starting seeds. So with six inches of compost underneath them, we're we're pretty sure that they're going to have the nutrients that they're looking for. And then you can add your fertilizer on top of the soil as you go along. And the organic fertilizer? That's what I use. I use ProGrow or, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there's no reason not to. Um, right. Yeah. Right. That's what I would use.
4: Okay. Well, thank you very much.
2: All right. I love your program. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate your call. Okay. Bye <laughs> All now. right, Gene. Talk to you later. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, time for a break. Wow. Already. Well well, let's break.
3: Meet all of your gardening needs and desires at Dandelion Acres in Bethel. Make a statement with trees and shrubs. Grow your own vegetables and fruits with a selection of veggie starts, fruit trees, and berry bushes. And add color with annual and perennial flowers, including lush flowering hanging baskets. Don't forget the accents, unique statuary, pottery, and garden furniture. Plus, soils, fertilizers, and mulches. Everything you need and lots of things you want in one place. Dandelion Acres in Bethel online at dandelionacres.com.
4: Ruba Pie, Ruba Pie, Limarain tomorrow, then I get some before I die. Ruba Pie, Ruba Pie, Limarain tomorrow, then I get some before I die.
2: <laughs> thanks, Joe. Oh,
0: thanks, John Fogarty, reminding <laughs> yes, us of right. how great that really is.
2: How great it is, yes. Well, I would. Uh, the, my my only problem there is the. I generally like rhubarb and strawberry in my pie. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I've seen it made both ways. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah, I've had it, and, and it's delicious either way. But I, <laughs> I prefer the rhubarb and strawberry. <laughs>
0: well, I'm going to have to make some of those roll-ups again. I did one year, yeah. and they were great. And yeah. somehow when uh, the kids weren't around, it, yeah. you know.
2: But <laughs> I remember it. I liked them. <laughs> I liked yeah. those roll Yeah, they're, they're a great dessert, no mm-hmm. question about it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so anyway, if anybody has questions on rhubarb and stuff, we can we can yak about that too. But I wanted to start on carrots. Well,
0: I think uh, I think we'll just put you on hold for that for one second okay. and go to our telephone. Okay, I'm I'm like three for three already. This is a world record for me without pushing the wrong button. That button, that button. First name in town,
3: Alice in Warren. Hey, Alice. Hi, I have a comment about or a question and a comment. Okay. Um, what's the difference between vermiculite and perlite?
2: Uh, they're just made from different kinds of of rock. The perlite is uh, is made from one kind of rock, and the other one is made from a different kind of rock. And they they basically do the same thing. The the perlite tends to be a larger chunk so if you have really heavy soil it's it's good most of your germination mixes have both perlite and vermiculite and peat moss in them and um what that does is it it gives a slightly different texture and a little bit of more airspace. and um the cool thing about both of them is they soak up both a both the the liquid fertilizers and the waters. Oh,
3: good. That's good to know. Thank you. They didn't know what the difference was when I was picking some up, but – um, that's why I ended up getting the perlite because I'd never tried it before. Yeah. And I did read on it, it said it's volcano, comes mm-hmm. from volcano ash. Or
2: mm-hmm. That's a perlite. And the uh, vermiculite is made from uh, a, a uh, mica, you know, that uh, oh, right. shiny, huh. uh, shiny sort of flat. Right, thing. and
3: vermiculite is kind of shiny.
2: It is, yeah. I
3: yeah. did tell them at the hardware store um, that um, – when my father, we had a plank house I grew up in. When he took a wall out, it mm. was insulated with <laughs> vermiculite, <You're right. laughs> and he was so excited we couldn't figure out what for. But it was because he wanted to get all that into the garden. So. <laughs> now you <But> know. Huh? <laughs> anyway, on rhubarb drink. I just wanted to, uh, or on rhubarb. I just wanted to pass this on. I make yeah. this wonderful drink. I don't know where I got the recipe from, but it's eight stalks of rhubarb. And you cut it in three-inch chunks and bring it to a boil and simmer for an hour. And then I add a quarter of maple syrup to it, but you can add any kind of sugaring. And it's the most refreshing drink. Oh, and a little bit of stock of mint to it, and it's really wonderful. And it's a great way to use up a lot of rhubarb.
2: Okay, so eight stalks. Wow. Cut cut them into, (laughs) this sounds delicious. I'm Mm. writing this down. You simmer for an hour. Okay. And then uh, how much maple syrup? Cut the chunks, three-inch chunks. Three-inch chunks and simmer for an hour. And then you put three quarters of a cup, or was that a quarter of a cup of maple syrup?
3: I just put a quarter cup. You can do whatever you want. Okay, uh, the cup. recipe I have originally written from wherever just said sugar, but mm. I like
2: oh yeah maple Yeah, absolutely maple syrup. You sugar. can
3: put anything you want, any sweetener, mm. but mm-hmm. um, and then a, a little bit of fresh mint from the oh, garden. It's really it. good,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: oh. well,
3: I'll have to admit, a couple times I've added a little vodka to that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> really good. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you about the vermiculite. <laughs> well,
2: you're bromite. very we are very welcome, and thank you for the recipe. I, I'm going to have to yeah, talk try to my it. wife because uh, she would love it with that uh, the little nip in it too. Yeah, but and it's I, very simple. I have so you know, much to... mint and uh, coming up right now. Um, you know, we I I wasn't able to garden last year, and and the mint and the blackberries just absolutely love those garden beds and. Uh, so uh, I have a, a sore shoulder from pulling roots and stuff, but I've got a lot of mint, so I'm yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, I too too. Yeah, <laughs> it takes over. It does. It does. <laughs> well, Alice, thanks so much for the uh, for the recipe. I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh yeah, I hope you try it. Okay, great. See ya. All right, bye-bye. bye bye. 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 All right.
0: Okay, great. Cool. that sounds wonderful.
2: Are you writing that down, too?
0: Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> perlite and vermiculite. Okay, so that was eight Yeah, if stocks. your
0: perlite is uh, imported from Vesuvius or you use the domestic ones from Mount St. Helen, I guess you know where it comes from.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 local. Local. <laughs> Oh lordy, yeah. Yeah, Well, both of them. You know, they. You could really, ostensibly. I mean, the fact is, you could use one or the other. Um, Most mixes use both, and for the reason that the perlite tends to be a bigger chunk, but uh, you can get the the large grain vermiculite too.
0: Yeah, I've got the big – I have a big supply of perlite still. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hey, we have another caller on the line. Let me see oh, if i okay. got the right button pushed here. You yeah, first have. name in town?
3: You do have – it's Catherine from Moortown. Hey, Catherine. And I'm wondering if Alice may have gotten that recipe from the Waltons. Oh. <laughs> Especially with those little nipples a vodka in it. <laughs> okay, that's it from here.
0: Okay. Thank you. And that was
2: uh, from the Waltons, did you say?
0: Oh, you know, yeah, always those great down-home recipes from Ike Godsey's store.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: I love the Waltons. That was my dream existence growing up in the Bronx. Oh, you know, is that yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Later, later in life, I said, oh, uh the, the, they had, you know, rural living. <laughs> rural living. There you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, the good life. We're
0: close to it. We're yeah. close to it
2: here. Was it uh, Scott Neering and Helen wrote the book uh, "The Good Living"? The good. Yep, yeah, right. Or was it just the good life? I think it was living the good life. Living right? the good life. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and that's. Uh, I think that's what you're, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, last week we talked about potatoes, um, and it's time now to plant your carrots and uh there's uh just like uh, the potatoes and everything else we grow there's different varieties of carrots and you want to use them uh and treat them somewhat differently uh, there are early uh carrots and uh they're all the carrots these carrots are all the Nantes varieties, and they're they're different variations on the theme are these ones here are all the orange ones, and they're small ones you can get, and they run you know about fifty days. You can do uh, the baby carrots in thirty two days or thirty six days right about there, which is you know something you can plan for right you can use those early carrots in your salads and they're they're tender and sweet and and then you can have another you know harvest in in say 50 days right the next month and and of those same varieties they all run around 50 days these are the and the largest of them is the Napoleon, and that makes a, a really great um, overwintering you know uh and then there's the the main crop ones you know these are all um, uh, the uh, mostly the Nantes variety, and each catalog seems to have their own name for it and if you're looking at Johnny's, they have a a, a Narvik and my favorite though of the storage. crops are the bolero and johnny's the only one that i've i've been able to find that was because they are just really really big big round carrots you know they'll run an inch and a half uh, around and a good six seven eight inches long and they store really really well
0: do you ever plant any of your uh, root crops uh, in the raised beds
2: um yes i have but I only plant the early ones, uh-huh. not the not your uh, your main crops. And the uh, they have one here that's an early that's called they call it a uh, Adelaide, and and that would be perfect for for a container because it's early and it's only you know even at maturity is only three or four inches long, and so you don't have to worry about your depth. If you're doing main crops, you'd need to have a good 12 inches. You know, to, to Yeah, yeah. So. Well I was I was
0: also wondering because uh you know I I lost a couple of my raised beds, mm-hmm. including one that was too large. I couldn't reach across it. So yeah. and, but yeah. the deer kicked it down to make a long story short. <laughs> and uh they were running their lifespan anyway. Uh, you gotta use the really good is it hemlock? You gotta use the really good wood. You mm-hmm. know, avoid the white pine of course mm-hmm. and you, but anyway, I was thinking of, of, of when I put the new ones in to use some kind of hardware fabric on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Did you do you do that? Uh, yeah. the screening of some kind?
2: Yeah, some people recommend that. Keep and the moles out, out and the voles out. Yeah. yeah. If you have a big problem with them, then yeah, you you probably would have to. But then you'd need to have a, a really good size uh, a really good size bed. I. I am of the opinion and I know I've expressed this before, is that the fact that your beds rot out after six years is actually a really, really good thing. Um and the the price of the of a of just a regular, you know, spruce wood that you you buy at the lumber yard, um or you can get at PNR lumber, they get spruce there. Anyway, one way or the other, whether it's cedar or spruce or hemlock, it's going to rot. It, it it might take a little bit longer to rot if it's cedar, but it, within six years, you're going to start to see it rot. And I say, thank God, you know, it's something that actually, uh, you know is compost it's like uh, you know growing it in a compost box the the box itself will will uh, decompose over time, and you'll see that that the mycelium runs right into the wood and is uh you know in the same way as uh um, is actually providing nutrients for your for your garden bed
0: yeah certainly if you're putting any screening on the bottom, you want them at least twelve inches, yeah, I would think so I, yeah. I would yeah yeah.
2: yeah but uh, um that 's if you if you 're having a real big problem with with them um, if you 're not then i don 't usually put anything in but i I have had problems occasionally i'll i 'll go out and and pull a bed of carrots and they're only an inch of carrot there um, but for the most part i 've been able to to keep them you know keep them out of the beds
0: yeah I'm gonna, i i think one other thing i 'm going to do is i 'm going to put a few of those. Cameras that you out there. Just, I'm really curious to see what is coming at night. Yeah. I, I'm hearing all kinds of sounds, and as you know, I've been very kind mm-hmm. to Mama Woodchuck mm-hmm. and her baby Woodchucks yeah, and yeah. everything, and yeah. they remember my kindness. And uh, <laughs> they, they, they've come in, I mean, they've eaten some of the weeds even before things were
2: wow. grown up. Yes. so...
0: And, and uh, so which, of,
2: course, of course, repaid your kindness by eating your fruits. Yeah. Well, I can
0: see <laughs> them a little better thanks to all the those uh, furry caterpillar moths that we had last oh, year—the yeah. big invasion. Well, we, what, did, what were they called again? What yeah. they—they so ate all the leaf. Gypsy moths. The gypsy. Yeah, a, the former, formerly gypsy r- moths yeah. that are now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, woolly something. something yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, right. uh, they, they did a good defoliation job on a lot of the trees that aren't coming back very quickly <laughs> in my neck oh, of the dear. woods. Yeah. yeah. And they will
2: come back, though, mm-hmm. they generally. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, when you're, when you're deciding which carrots, you know, kind of keep that in mind as to which, um, you know, what the purpose is. You know, for storage carrot, you want a good 100 days from the time that um, you plant them to the time you're going to harvest. Generally, you harvest them right after the first frost or thereabouts. Now, it is possible to leave them in um, in the ground over winter, but I can't say that I've had a tremendous amount of luck with that. And going out and digging through, you know, two or three or sometimes even more snow uh, Feus no it, it's it 's not really a fun job to do, so I generally do pick up uh, pull up all of my carrots and put them in uh, in a buckets uh, down the basement and they store really well i 'm um, of the mind that I actually like to wash my carrots and my potatoes and everything before I store them. A lot of people don 't don 't do that, uh, but I also do the same thing with my garlic I wash the garlic and all the rest but Anyway, uh, something like uh, the – that uh, Bolero, which is a nice, you know, good storage – a good storage one. So when you go shopping, this is the thing you want to look for is to see what kind of – of uh, carrots you 're buying okay, so you know if you 're looking for cherry tomatoes you go you 'd look for that specifically so if you 're looking for something that 's a early short season uh even some that you can pick within a month uh you know you want to read that on the package and see what it you know what it 's good for in each um each uh may uh, you know whether you have a brochure or uh, you know seed catalog or um, you're looking online or if you're at, uh, you know, if you're at Agway or Blue Seal standing there by the the seed uh, displays, you know, you read those packages and see what the carrot is good for. Now, with the Bolero, I can get those pelletized, and I really love those, uh, the pelletized ones. And the reason is, is when I do my storage uh, um, carrots, I'll actually do a whole four foot by four foot bed. And, um, I, in each one square foot, I, you know, take my finger and I poke in, you know, four rows of four, 16 little divots, and then I come back. And I'll do that for all 16 squares, so I have 256 little divots. And as I go, you know, I'll, I'll drop one of those little pelleted seeds in each one of the holes. So this way I actually don't have to go back and, um, Go back and uh, thin them. If you if you when I use seeds, I usually end up dropping uh, two or three or four seeds in there, and then you have to go back and thin them. Yeah, carrot seeds. You, you
0: can drop fifty
2: carrot. You seeds. can drop fifty yeah. carrot seeds yeah. Yeah. in one bunch without yeah. any problem at all. So that's a, one of the reasons that I like the pellets is that, and they usually come with a little white, you know, so you can see them when they're in there. And uh, then when I do, I'll do one square at a time, and then I'll just sort of cover over and pack it down so I know, okay, I've planted that one. And then I'll go to the next square. And even though it's 256 seems like a long haul, it's really – it doesn't take very long, maybe 15 minutes at most. And then – I'll water that real good. Now this is in my my seed bed, my perfect soil seed bed, which is the the perlite, the well the vermiculite, the peat moss, and compost. So it's a it's a beautiful seed bed. And then when I'm all done seeding that whole bed, I take the the spray hose out and I'll water it down really good. Okay, and then I actually have a, a piece of plywood that I've cut specifically. To fit inside my bed, and I put that right down on top of that seed bed, a sheet of plywood. Okay. <laughs> now you could use boards instead of the plywood, but I've used this sheet of plywood for umpteen years at this point, and, uh, and it's a little warped and whatever. It's it's all gray and all the rest. But after I put that plywood on, I'll put a actually a concrete block right on wow. top of it. Okay, and maybe a couple of bricks I have around just to make sure that it's nice and tight up against the soil. And where if you look at, um, uh, you look at the, the uh, package, it'll say that it takes anywhere from, uh, you know, from 12 to 21 days to sprout. And a lot of people say that they actually use um, radish seeds in the mix so they can remember where they planted their carrots. Well, if you put that that block on there and and you water them good and you put that board right on top of them, you'll see that within seven days, almost without fail within seven days they'll actually start to sprout. There's something about that constant moisture and the and the dark that seems to help them uh, sprout. They, they seem to like that darkness and they seem to like that. And this was something that I discovered in, in and I've actually read about it in a few other uh, garden uh, blogs too. But um, I came upon it quite honestly uh, when I was uh, planted my carrots, a couple of rows in a four foot uh, uh, four foot bed, and uh, I, I knew I was going to be gone for a whole week, so I watered them good, and I thought, well, I just got to throw a board on top of this for the first week just to keep them moist because I knew it was going to be hot when I, after I planted them and When I came back to a carrot, every single one wow. was up coming up i mean they 're so tiny that you got to get on your hands and knees and look. Because the leaves are just minuscule, but when you look you see, oh my gosh, they 're actually coming up, and uh, uh, I was so surprised by that uh, that I started to use it and I and, learned something today, and, and then you know when I did my uh, did my big you know the whole storage uh, bed, you know the two hundred and fifty six carats. Uh, I looked around. And I had a piece of plywood that was just about right, so I cut it down so it would fit just inside the the box. So it's about 46 inches square, you know, the inside of the 4x4 bed. And uh, uh, I was just—I've been so, so surprised, and it just seems to work every time I use it. So um, that's a, that's a tip that you can use both uh for for one single bed, you can just take a you know uh, I, I have some you know 12 inch pine boards left over and I cut them you know they're actually the nominal size is eleven and a quarter so I cut it eleven a quarter by eleven and a quarter and I set that right down on one square and same thing throw a brick or a rock or something on it to keep it down tight and then and make sure that in seven days you know you you check it. Because you don't want them to grow, you know, grow so much that, that they're, they're actually going across the soil because of the weight. But, so just, just check them, you know, right there at six or seven days and take a peek. And when you see those little leaves, take it off. And that works very, very well. Instead of being 21 days waiting for them to come up, um, you know, they, um, they're up in seven days like clockwork. It's really, really neat. So that's uh, that's one tip that you can use both as a, a whole big bed or you can use it uh, for the, you know, for your short, shorter, your early carrots. You know, you can use that uh, in just one square foot. And you you think of it, one square foot gives you 16 carrots. If you're using two carrots a day for your salad, you know, that gives you, you know, the, that'll give you a week's worth of, of carrots. So.
0: Well, I like the part the best.
2: What's that? Is
0: when they're sliced, mm-hmm. steamed, mm-hmm. and a little bit of butter and maple syrup. That's,
2: <laughs> uh, that's the
0: only way. And uh, we had a, okay. Our telephone number is 802-244-1777. And yep. by roundabout way, we got our, this nice lady the right telephone number. So first name in town, you're on the air with Peter.
1: Wonderful, I'm I'm Betty from Callis. Hey, Betty, how are Hi. you? <laughs> Hi, I have a bit of an issue with my uh, seed starts, my seedlings yeah. Here and there, a few of them are starting to white out a little on the leaves yeah. And I'm wondering what could be causing that um, It's not widespread, it's not furry or anything It's mm-hmm. just sort of bleached out, the veins are still green
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow uh, Yeah <laughs> Yes. Uh, there's a couple of things, and yeah. I don't know which one it is. Uh, yes. It could just be a simple fertility. It, fertility, if it's, yeah. yeah. And and the best thing you can do for that is is mix up some um, uh, the liquid uh, fertilizer, the liquid fish fertilizer. Yes. And that that just take your whole. Are they still in trays, or are they, have you planted? Uh, some it? are
1: in trays. Some are in larger containers. Yeah. But, so, yeah, t- I suspect that might be the.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, spray all the leaves all the way down and make sure you soak the soil right right down to it if you if they're still in the small trays you could just set them in a bowl of of the you know the mixed right. fertilizer right, um, right right that would be that would be my first inclination is just a a a very severe nitrogen um deficiency very
1: um, good and that, yeah but, and that would be my favorite yep yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, what kind of plants is it though? Uh,
1: I mean, we're talking this... about well, yeah, marigold, tomato, and a, a vine called cardinal flower. So it's it's okay. you
2: know All pretty right. diverse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say if it's a cabbage or something, you need to yeah. actually pull it up out and see if there's a, a maggot in there.
1: Yeah. You know yeah. That? I don't. I don't think I have some house plants that have a little bit of tiny uh, sort of webbing that happens on them. I don't know oh, yeah. what. I mean there there yeah. is some. Yeah, but I don't think that's happening.
2: That's to fairly you. harmless. Yeah, yeah. Good.
1: Well, I will then uh, give
2: yeah. them a little try, boost. Try them. Yeah. Try that. You know, uh, first. And if you still have problems, I mean, I, I hate to recommend it, but you may have to bring out the big hammer and use something like a Miracle Grow to soak them yeah. in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I the the fish fertilizer, fish fertilizer should cool. be more than adequate. And if you want to, uh, you could get the one that's uh, the fish and and uh, 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 sea kelp, uh, you know, mm-hmm. fertilizer. Uh, the sea kelp is more of a root growth enhancer, and the, the fish actually is uh, works better to for the leaves and the stem and the stalk for the nitrogen. uh
1: uh-huh. so, good. Yeah. good. My father-in-law farmed extensively in Florida, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. used a lot of uh, sea did he? Product, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, grew papayas and mangoes. And oh my god! was like you wouldn't believe. In. Oh my god! So, uh, and I'll you go moved away
2: way. from there? <laughs>
1: Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> this was in the past. Unfortunately, but, yeah, it was wonderful.
2: Yeah, it well, sounds great. I can I can only imagine it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, listen. Um, I, I uh, lo- love the information, and I just love the notion that you all are on talking about gardening, <laughs> which is a joy to you many know. of us.
2: So thank you. Yeah, yeah. well, you're quite welcome. I'm glad you enjoy it, too, because we sure enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> all right, Betty. <laughs> Excellent. Thank yep. you. Yep,
0: okay, uh, thank you for your call. We have uh, an update from Alice. She's, she thinks she may have given us the wrong um, amounts, but it's simple. Simple solution: eight yeah. cups of water yeah. and eight stalks of rhubarb. You can go a little higher than eight stalks, but uh uh-huh. okay. And uh, everything else that she said is, you know, sweetened to taste and
2: yeah. all that. Yeah. So
0: that sounds good.
2: So it's it's uh, eight cups of water that you have the to begin eight with. stalks. Yep. Uh, eight stalks cut in three-inch lengths. Right. And then you simmer it for an hour.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And then. Uh, then a, a cup and a half of maple syrup. Oh no, no, it's only a quarter cup. Quarter cup.
0: <laughs> it's a cup and a half of vodka. No, no.
2: <laughs> and I assume you you throw the mint right in the right in the yep. pot with the with the rest of it. Yeah, that, a little bit of mint
0: goes a long way. Yes, I think I'm the only person. I had a whole backyard full of mint. Yeah. I think we told the story, but mm-hmm. I was determined to. So I pulled it all out as far as I could see, yeah. and it disappeared. I didn't have any mint. I had to go get what? some more. I couldn't believe it.
2: Huh? You want someone said you, to...
0: some mint? Well, no. I eventually did get it. I got it from the co- initially. I got it from the causeway
2: uh-huh. uh,
0: out there in Mallets Bay, which is now a wonderful bike path, and mm-hmm. they've got the little ferry boat there. But back then, back when it was just the uh, unused railroad uh, crossing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were big gaps in it and they had dumped huge broken blocks of granite, you know, from the quarry there sure. to, yeah. to, to keep things going. So it was kind of dangerous to go out there. But I was wondering what the heck is growing out here? Because I, I you know, when I was first 30, 35, 40 years ago, yeah. you know, wandering around my new neighborhood at the time. <laughs> Uh, What could possibly be growing out there? And it was the mint. And if it could grow on those granite blocks, it had no problem growing in my backyard. No, no.
2: That mint will grow right in gravel. A little
0: bit just goes a long way for iced tea. I say I put one leaf in my iced tea and I've got 400 (laughs) plants out back.
2: (laughs) It's like that, isn't yeah. it? I must, I must have a, at, at least two or three beds just full, and, and the pathways, you know, and I'm sort of looking at it, and they're all up about two inches, and it almost looks like grass out there, you know.
0: But it's <laughs> great
2: stuff. Really, it really is. Yeah, yeah. So we, we of course we we'll cut it and dry it in the dehydrator, and and it does store really well, and we mix that with that um, that tulsi or the holy basil. The, the Tulsi mm-hmm. and the mint. And the chamomile and the Tulsi makes uh, just a terrific tea, herb tea, if you like I, herb tea. So I have
0: to admit, I use the dehydrator more than I really need to, but I just love the way it smells when I come in after, you know, <laughs> yeah. running errands or after work. Yeah. You, know, just, you know, fill it up in the morning, come back in the evening, and, oh, the house just smells wonderful. Your
2: very own air freshener. Yep, I don't need <laughs> to
0: buy the Febreze thing that you plug in the wall, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: right, right. Just give me a little mint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is getting out the dehydrator again. We can For cantaloupe,
0: it. too. Oh, oh, is that wonderful? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you gave me that idea. Wow, yeah. you know, yep. I even went. I have to tell you, I went to the dark side. I went to the supermarket and bought some cantaloupe <laughs> and then tried it. <laughs> Could wait for the garden. It's a good yes. thing because the yeah. critters got the cantaloupe. Yeah, they got the
2: cantaloupe. Oh, cantaloupe yeah. is tough to grow. In it Vermont. is, no yeah. should,
0: And And watermelon is too for yeah. some reason. I mean, I get the little yeah, ones, you
2: get, yeah, the but even even
0: them, yeah, even then, uh, a couple of them get eaten before I get to eat them. You yeah. Know?
2: yeah, we we do the same thing. We'll we'll get a. a A crate from from uh, the market, you know, and uh, and then cut them up. I don't try to grow all that cantaloupe, but the um, yeah, that's absolutely terrific in the dryer. And I'm going to try watermelon here this year. Uh, Somebody was telling me that it. You, I think you said you like the dried. Oh, it's
0: wonderful. Yeah. And uh, you know you put a lot in because it, it really yeah. goes down pretty quickly, but it's wonderful,
2: yeah, with ninety percent water, yeah. so you end up with a little watermelon flakes <laughs> now uh, you know uh uh one of my buddies uh at at work um his refrigerator has a freeze drive uh wow bottle, uh, thing in it. And he says, "Yeah, you you just you put your stuff in there and hit the freeze dry button, and it'll it'll freeze dry stuff." So I, that's something I gotta look into, because that that would be great. Wow.
0: Well, all I can think of is my cat jumping into the refrigerator, <laughs> which she does every now and then. No, Dr.
2: come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she
0: knows there's a rotisserie chicken in there. Yeah, Fortunately, oh. I'm the one that opens the door, so I'm,
2: uh, yeah, you, you, there's nothing going to happen. But, uh, <laughs>
0: all I can imagine is her jumping into the freeze dry drawer. Well, i tell you, you it—I I, I, one of our co-workers uh, years ago, a fellow worked at LVB, uh his dog his wife put the uh, one of the dish towels around the around the opening of the refrigerator
4: okay. and the dog
0: managed to grab both ends of the dish towel and uh, open the refrigerator oh, yeah. and then run off with a whole chicken or turkey or something <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a that was a, the, the dream, a dream come true. For yeah, the, for the, yeah, I for can the, see that boy. For the family canine. <laughs> but the dog had many times pulled the towel up, just one side of it. But, sure. But one time the dog time actually, I don't know if it was a, both a streak them. of bri- brilliance or just <laughs> dumb luck, that he got both ends of the towel and opened the door. Oh, <laughs> my
2: gosh. <laughs> just don't tell Ruby. Uh, she'll, uh, she'll go try that. Okay. I know. she would My love beagle to would
0: it. love to be able to figure that one oh,
2: out. Oh, yeah, yeah. My terrible terrier.
0: Yep,
2: yeah, she uh, she certainly loves to eat. So my wife tosses little bits of of uh, dog food to her, five pieces, you know, and this, that's her treat in the evening. And uh, when she Deb was was uh, wondering what the dog wanted, and all of a sudden, what she did is she jumped and snapped like she was catching one of those pieces, and she said, "Oh." Oh, that's what she wants. She wants her. She wants her five pieces of dog food.
0: Well, for my, for my, both my dog and my cat, the highlight of their existence is when the rotisserie chicken <laughs> arrives. You know, I, when I bring it inside, I don't. I, the door, the front door, just has to open. Yeah. for Five seconds, and both animals both are them. suddenly down yeah. at the bottom, yeah. Yeah. yowling and woofing, and
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, the rotisserie chicken. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. Where do you get that? Where I get it?
0: it at Costco at four ninety nine. Uh-huh. I ha- I hate to admit it, but that's <laughs> on the way home and like to support the local businesses. But uh, there there are a lot go. of local people work there.
2: Yeah, well but, there's a, a little place on the way to Plainfield, right after you go past Dudley Store yeah. on the on the right hand there, what is it called? Fox Market or something mm-hmm. like that. And you walk in and the first thing you see is these rotisseries chicken. They're making them all day long. Yeah,
0: they, same same there.
2: I think it's a loss leader at
0: Costco at four ninety nine. But I tell you, both my dog and my cat go nuts. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Their noses yeah, are yeah, in full yeah. gear when I just walk in. <laughs> so everybody everybody benefits uh, with that
2: one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that's far and away having to, anything to do with the garden, but it certainly has something Well, my to daughter,
0: do it. Joya, wanted to raise chickens for a while. Oh, I, yeah? I, we put the kai box on that, my wife. Well, first of all, first of all, at the time, it was pointed out, that um, it was pointed out that since Joel, yours truly, makes a pet out of any Any. creature he encounters, you know, Mother Woodchuck's little babies, you know, Uh, that's all I. That's all we needed is to, you know, get a dozen chickens and then have um, me make them all pets, oh, pets. for yeah, life, right. you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you couldn't possibly kill them. No, <laughs> no, under no circumstances, you know.
0: So We weren't well, raising you could, any chickens. You know,
2: they could if you get layers, you know, you'd just have the eggs. Yeah, you know, well, that, I think meat. that
0: was her intention, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, she's moved off to Italy and is studying winemaking now, oh. so you oh. <laughs> so don't have to worry about her deciding that. The old man's gonna, you know, well,
2: was raise chickens come, in the backyard. Well, she comes back and makes some wine for you, then she will. She's, boy, I tell you,
0: she has, uh, I'm so proud of her. She's yeah. in graduate school studying wine manufacturing, marketing, really? and everything.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah my who son, would have thought? Yeah. My son's working up at Jasper Hill making cheese, mm-hmm. but he's making the plant. He's not actually the cheese maker, but he's had to learn how it's made. Yep. In order to, uh, you know, they have the caves up there, and he, you know, he's doing the anyway. He brings home cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I'm hoping when if if, if my daughter re- you know relocates back in the states, that she'll be. Bringing home wine. I have to admit that you know we'll get we'll have we'll take a few more minutes. I have to admit when she's around, I purposely buy a real cheap bottle of wine. <laughs> just, I just dad, how could you drink this? I say <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> Boone's Farm is just uh, you know it's a wonderful, right. quali- a high Chianti. quality wine. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's <laughs> a pretty bottle. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: A you know, ripple like on uh, you know Sanford and Son <laughs> oh, you know, and fine wine.
2: Yeah, yeah, vinegar basically. <laughs> well, I I don't drink, but I buy I buy the the wine from my wife. She likes the Pinot Grigio, so. I'll go in and I'll say, well, that's a really pretty bottle. I'll go for that one. <laughs> or, you know, that that one's 12 and this one's 8. Well, I we've had
0: the... guests, you know, we've had guests over at everything. And when Joy recommends a bottle of wine, everybody... It. So <laughs> they they knows, write it down. Huh? So she knows she knows her stuff. If you left it to me, you would probably get yeah, yeah. you probably would get Ripple with a different name on it at twenty times the cost and, yeah. no, and no better. How do how, you know? I, I don't know how anybody can you know <laughs> really without studying it academically.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever made wine?
0: Uh, no, but uh, friends of mine have made beer. Yeah. And uh, that's fun. If, uh, one yeah. of my fraternity brothers, who we later went to work for the state,
2: yeah.
0: um, and uh, so this was long after college. Every now and then we'd go to his place, and uh, he'd, he'd have the latest batch of his beer, and it was wonderful. I can see how all the local craft breweries here in Vermont were inspired by the fact that uh, home brewing uh, can really be a fine art, and I if you know. take that fine art up to the commercial level, yeah. and you end up with a place, you know, like, uh, you know, like Switchback and and, and, all, those, you know, and all those places, yeah. I can see why Vermont is rated so high. I mean, my favorite of all the beers is Switchback, you yeah. know, yeah. and and uh, this is a guy that kept those Budweiser Clydesdales <laughs> in clover for, you know, about 35 years before someone said, try this switchback. Yeah, I said, doggone right. it. It's brewed right down the road, and it's, and it's really good. That's yeah. my fine wine, by the way.
2: <laughs> A little switchback. Huh? Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're blessed now. Uh, you remember, was it a couple of years ago, before the pandemic, we had that couple on who down in Albany grow the hops. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, for the brewing, you know. And uh, there's a fellow uh, right down the road, one of my neighbors, um, who grows hops. And he's got a couple of telephone poles and a big, you know, wire. And, you know, they grow up, well, you know, like, like not quite, the height of a telephone pole, but uh, you know, pretty high up there, and that seems like a real dedication to to gardening. You know, that's a trellis that I wouldn't even even try to. Do. Uh,
0: for a kid that was brought up in the Bronx, and then when I oh, do we have no? We don't. Oh yes, we do. Yeah, okay. I think we
2: got a phone. call. Okay,
0: I, I will. We we will continue our conversation
2: <laughs> momentarily.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, bump, bump bump. Let me push that button and.
2: Uh, well,
0: oh, no, no nope. we It could have been the boss telling me, start talking gardening and stop talking switchback. Okay. Well,
2: well the, you know, the the interesting thing is, is that there's so many wonderful things that you make out of the garden. I mean, wines, certainly beer, certainly all of those things that we make. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, my my favorites are the, the kimchi and the pesto mm-hmm. and all these things we're making right from the garden. And and uh, it. It It is, you know, when we talk about going to the store, you know, it used to be going to the store meant going out back into the garden or going down in the storage cellar. <laughs> You know, the coal cellar where you where you went to the store to pick out what you were going to have. Now you got a call.
0: Yeah. I tell you, when I was a kid, when I, when I took my first – Now you don't no, we get a call. When I took my first <laughs> trip to Florida yeah. and I saw grapefruits growing on a tree. This, is when, this,
2: this wasn't
0: like two years ago. This is when I was a little kid.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I said, amazing. I, I think – I could even remember thinking it's amazing. I just thought they sat there in the uh, <laughs> Christini's or the P, you know, or the Grand Union. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's where they come from. They like much, they yeah.
2: grew overnight. And yeah. then
0: later, um, much later in my life, I went through a phase where I ordered, um, you know, online coffee plant. Just mm-hmm. so I can, you know, I mean, I drink, yeah. I drink, you know, ten cups of coffee a day. Yeah, I love coffee. Yeah, and you know, I, We're I just, couldn't, I couldn't tell you what a coffee plant looked like yeah. until I, yeah. you know, had one, you know, right. growing as a, yeah. as, as a, just as a uh, house plant.
2: Yeah, we did the same thing. We grew a lemon tree and a yeah, lime exactly. tree and, yeah. and a little orange tree and then a banana tree and you know, it just, it is fascinating to see how things like that grow. I mean, we're blessed with so many wonderful fruits here in, in Vermont.
0: I went through the stage of the growing a lot of hot peppers, different hot peppers, <laughs> and really, it was ridiculous. But to reach the point where I was growing things that there was no way that I could possibly, could possibly eat them, eat. you know, because this, this is the hottest yet. This is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, but they're so cute, like little little red peppers that yeah. go on these little plants and yeah. everything.
2: yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, do you have a scheme for next week, or
2: uh, the theme we'll for next week? Uh, boy, now the, you got me. Well, uh, we did our potato week. We did our carrot carrot week.
0: Certainly, whatever our listeners want to talk There's about. Here's
2: the carrot show. Oh, trellises. That's oh. next week. I want to talk about trellises and how to use them, how to make them.
0: Excellent. I like trellises because the cucumbers look like cucumbers rather than. <laughs> <laughs> have bends and curves in them, you know.
2: Yeah, and they don't get covered with the uh, with slugs. That's which is right. Always Ex- a good
0: exactly. Thing. A lot of good reasons for that.
2: Yeah, look at that. I'll be darned. I had it right here too. Yes. That's, well, that's the, a good sign. So, so next week we- and then, and we will start to talk a little bit about Memorial Day, <coughs> the frost-free days, and and what you want to plant on Memorial Day, and what you can plant after Memorial yeah, Day. Yeah.
0: And I should point out that in the wide, uh, you know, 14-county forecast, <laughs> let me see if that really is a phone call. Yeah,
2: okay, go ahead.
0: Is this a phone call for In the Garden? Yes. Well, by golly, you're our final caller today. First name that. in town?
5: That was intentional. I didn't want to get oh. in anybody's way.
0: We're so <coughs> happy to Maybe hear you'd from you, like to close
5: the show with a Robert Frost poem. I was going to ask.
0: Absolutely.
5: This is, this is Nola. Um, in Ripton. And so if you'd like to close the show with a Robert Fospo, let me know. Yes, Absolutely,
2: yes. go for it. Please.
5: All right. My dog and I just came back from the beaver pond, and between yesterday and today, we've gone from leaf buds to leaves everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, these plants... They're just incredible, (laughs) absolutely positively incredible, whether we take care of them or not. I had this vision, I'll give you the poem right away, that if a plant was allowed to go into a bookstore, they'd walk up to the shelves about how to care for plants, and they'd rip every book
2: out of there <laughs> they don't know what they're doing, we know how to grow
5: that's what they'd
2: think <laughs> well you know it's interesting you say because I remember so so clearly um, Richard Wiswall at Kate Farm saying to my wife you don't need to worry, these plants want to grow <laughs> yeah and that was like oh yeah, so I think that's what you're saying isn't
5: it I'm losing you guys Can't hear
2: you. You you can't hear us. No, can you hear hear me? Oh, yeah, we
0: can can hear you. you. So go ahead with Robert Frost. Let me
5: me give you this poem. Great. It's, um, It's called A Prayer in Spring, and it's happening right now. Oh, give us pleasure in the flowers today, and give us not to think so far away as to the uncertain harvest. Please keep us here all simply in the springing of the year. And give us pleasure in the orchard white, like nothing else by day, like ghosts by night. And make us happy in the happy bees, the swarm dilating round the perfect trees. And make us happy in the darting bird that suddenly above the bees is heard, the meteor thrust in with needle bill, and ospa blossom in midair stand still. For this is love. And nothing else is love, but which it is preserved for God above, to sanctify to what far ends we will, and which it only needs that we fulfill. Mm. And I just think mm. that's what this season, it's all about love and hope <laughs> and life.
2: Yep. Well, thank you. Thank you. That was Thank wonderful. you. Sorry to bother. And, no, no, um, no, no, no. It's no bother No at bother
0: at all. Thank you. <laughs>
2: we appreciate it. Be well and have a good week. All right. Bye-bye. No, bye bye. Yep.
0: And That's we will see you all.
2: Yeah, in ne- the garden. Ne- yep. <laughs> Next Saturday at 1230. <laughs>
0: inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row
2: by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling
1: down.
0: In the Garden, brought to you by the Willys Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Poly Construction on Gregory Drive in South Burlington where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By V's Flowers and Garden Shop, flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and more in Waitsfield. By Menard's family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Claussen's Forest Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont grown plants since 1972. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanted Lumber. Vermont's largest independent home center. To find out store locations and hours, go online, sticksandstuff.com. By PNR Lumber, they're in full business to serve you right there on Route 15 in Walcott with family-milled lumber for all your many projects. Check them out, PNR Lumber on Facebook. By Guys Farm and Yard with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, Guys can feed it. Online at GuysFarmAndYard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. They're open to serve you, and they sponsor the WDEV podcast at WDEVradio.com if you missed this program. Also, they're online. Find out all about their many services and products at DandelionAcres.com. And we'll see you next Saturday at 1230 during the noon hour for Peter Burke and In the Garden.